In today's show, we look ahead to Friday in the NBA, a very low-volume Friday. We're going to talk about it, all the stream options, all the injury updates. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We here to look at Friday. I said, um, very low volume day on Friday. We don't often get days where there are more games on Thursday versus Friday. There's six games Thursday, five games Friday. So we're going to talk about all these games now. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. First game, Bucks Pacers. That's the first one we're looking at. Um, Injury-wise, we know that Punch Bob Bobby Portis is out with that MCL sprain. Um, uh, Giannis has reappeared on the injury report with uh, knee soreness. He is probable, so that's somewhat good news, I guess. But he's on that injury report for the Pacers. Tyrus Halliburton is out still with his uh, elbow slash knee problem. Miles Turner sprained his ankle at the end of the last game. He is listed questionable. Obviously, Isaiah Jackson becomes the option there. Neesmith is questionable with a wrist, and Nempard is still questionable with illness. If Neesmith and Nempard are out, then the value there goes to Duarte, as we saw with minutes in the last two games. Now, last game for Duarte was very inflated by big steals, but there is a big opportunity potentially coming his way. On the Bucs side of things, I do want to see Chris Middleton. I'd like to see um, those minutes push up a little bit because he played, what, 15 minutes last game or 15 minutes in each of the two games. Let's see if we get 20, 25. Like, how slow is this ramp up going to be for Middleton? And then I want to watch Pat Connaughton because Connaughton was amazing last game. Was that coincidental? Did he put up a huge game when Bobby Portis was out? Most likely, yeah. But there is another opportunity for him to get those 30 minutes a night to be useful enough in the short term to have at least streaming value on a five-game day. That's about it, though. Nothing more than that. On the Pacers side of things, well, it is Isaiah Jackson. Number one, can he maintain the backup role? Because we know Carlisle's been dicking him around. He has had six blocks in the last two games, despite Jalen Smith getting some playing time. But if Turner is out, do they go to Jackson or do they make a mistake and go to Jalen Smith? We need to see that. We also need to see Duarte because, again, it's really unpredictable. Last four games, 17 minutes, 17 minutes, 26 minutes, 39 minutes. So how do we how do we look at that? The last two games with 26 and 39, Nempard has been out. But if Nempard plays and Neesmith plays, does Duarte just play garbage minutes? That's been the trend. So I wouldn't be rushing to grab Duarte. But if we do hear news that Nempard and Neesmith are out, then he does at least move into that discussion because the more minutes would likely, most likely, push his way. Grizzlies and the Wolves. The Wolves, not the Wolves, the Grizzlies are three and a half point favorites here in this one. There are a lot of players out. Steve Adams is out in Memphis. Um, Danny Green is out. He's returning in a couple of games, apparently. Johnny Conchar is dealing with concussion. Towns is out in Minnesota. Uh, McLaughlin is out in Minnesota. And of course, Rudy Gobert has reappeared 
on the injury report, questionable with the groin strain. Are we going to just keep doing this, are we? We're going to keep doing this questionable tag. He left a game, started the next game, left that game, was questionable the next game, missed it, questionable the next game, missed it, questionable the next game, played it, questionable the next game, played it. So your guess is as good as mine. They just keep listing him. Just sit the bloke out for more than two games. This is, honestly, I I hope nothing happens, but it's really giving, oh no, like we're going to have a significant groin injury here that keeps him out weeks. I'm worried. I'm worried. Prince has been ruled out as well. For the Grizzlies, the big question is what the hell happens at center? Is it Brandon Clark or is it Xavier T. Ullman? We thought, well, look, look, this is what we, we know. The game against the Kings, Tillman played 30 minutes and Clark played 13. The game against the Warriors, Clark played 32 and Tillman played 13. So is Rudy Gobert more like DeMontis Sabonis or is he more like Draymond Green? Well, he's more like DeMontis Sabonis. He's big. So does that mean they go to Tillman? Who's not that big? He's only 6'9 anyway, but he's a little bit more sturdy, a bit wider. Or do they keep Clark there? Clark is still the guy that we prefer because even if he plays 23, 24 minutes, he can be a 12-team league player. And if he gets 30, it's just a bonus. Whereas Tillman needs 32 minutes a night to really even push in to the top 100 zone. But don't be surprised if the 32 minutes that Clark got last game get pushed all the way back down and Tillman gets the bulk of those minutes against Gobert. Don't be surprised about that. I also want to see if there's any chance of Santiago Dama playing more. He did play 21 minutes last game, a little bit of extra playing time. That was mainly because Jaron Jackson fouled out. So don't think that they're going to run him big minutes because Adams is out, but that could change. On the Wolves side of things, we do want to watch Goose, Anthony Edwards. Because he's putting up some gigantic numbers. Now, I could say, hey, maybe that's just because Towns is out, but that doesn't actually matter because Towns is still out for weeks. So Edwards is sort of dominating with the ball. He's shooting better from the free throw line. He's getting higher usage. He's getting big defensive stats. He's playing like a top 15 player at the moment. And when I look at it, I don't go, oh, that's a sell high because maybe he can just keep doing that. Let's see him do it. I also want to watch Jaden McDaniels. I've been relatively critical of his fantasy game. You're well aware of that. Saying that I don't see how there's any scalability. His minutes go from 27 because of fouls and he plays 33. And it's the same production every game. 11 points, 10 points. One or two threes, four or five rebounds, a steal, a block. It's the same stuff every game. Has he actually got any upside whatsoever? Or if you're in like a shallower format, a 10-team league or a 12-team points league, you're probably better off cutting him and just streaming that spot through, even though he's got consistency. Is there any value in that high number? Let's see if he changes my mind. Probably not. We'll find out. Magic Heat is the next game. Orlando Battle. We know that Chumro KK will be out. Duncan Robinson will be out. Omer Yurtseven will be out. Nikola Jovic will be out. Um, the other only other injuries that appear at the moment are Caleb Martin, probable, and Max Struess, probable in Miami. Jimmy Butler, after missing last game with back spasms, back soreness, he is available and ready to play. On the Magic, it's just going to be the same thing every game. Jonathan Isaac, what's his playing time? He played eight minutes last game. Do we see the minutes limit ramped up from 10 to 11, 10 to 12? Can he do enough? Are the steal numbers real? Of course they aren't. But what is he able to produce? Again, he looks, he is a luxury stash. You have to wait weeks for this to pay off, is my guess. And a lot of teams, that could end up sinking you. So you have to make that decision. You have to make that decision. But we want to see how the ramp up goes. I also want to see Cole Anthony, who is playing like a 23, 24 minute a night role. It's hard to be, it's hard to rely upon him with his shooting. He had a poor game last game. So is this on track for like a 15 points on six shots game? And then he has six points on 15 shots the game after. Like that's how he seems to go. But is this a good one for him? We always want to watch to see his role, where it sits, and what his production looks like. On the Heat, Victor Oladipo, who's sort of leveling off as more of a back-end 12-team league player at the moment. 
Is he a 31-minute player? Is he a 28-minute player on a healthy team? What does his usage look like? And can he get his shooting to be anywhere near respectable? They are the big questions about whether he maintains must roster status. And then I also want to watch the big fella, the big fella, the big fella, Kyle Lowry. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. 30 and 29 minutes the last two games. He's looked a little bit better. We still need some more usage. A couple of extra minutes would be great. A bit more consistency in his shooting. He does remain a 12-team league player, but his impact on guys like Struess and on Gabe Vincent is really important. But Lowry, if he is available, make sure he's not sitting on your wire for too much longer. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. In 2023, as a small business owner or a hiring manager, you know that success depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences that you need to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job posts the company, and 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Cavs and Thunder. This is a back-to-back. It's the only Thursday, Friday back-to-back with the Cleveland Cavaliers having that back-to-back. The Cavs are one-point favorites in this one, thanks to Fangio, um, against the Thunder. In terms of outs, Robinson Earl and Pokashevsky are out. Dylan Windler is out. And at this stage, we don't know about the Don Donovan Mitchell because he is questionable for Thursday's game. I will be absolutely floored if Mitchell, who has re-injured his groin, plays in... I'll be floored if he plays in both, but I'll be dumbfounded if he plays in both of these games, Thursday, Friday. There's almost, so if he plays on Thursday, just do not expect him to play Friday. There's almost no way he plays on Friday, Donovan Mitchell. So keep an eye on that one. Kevin Love has also appeared on the injury report for Thursday with back spasms. You've got to think that's back, back-to-back spasms. Not that he sat out back-to-backs, but he's not playing well at the moment. And if he sits Thursday, he'll probably play Friday and vice versa, I would guess. If he plays Thursday, he won't play Friday. So I'd expect sits for Mitchell and Love in one of the two games. Mitchell, maybe both. On the Thunder side of things, all right, let's, again, it's all about the centers, isn't it? So the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, he started last game and actually played 30 minutes. But we have not had a starting center be consecutive for the Thunder in what feels like 150 years. So Kenrich, he'll still play 25, 24 minutes, but can he break the streak? Can he be the starting center? Or do we go back to DMP legend Pig Williams? Do we go back to the Moose Mike Muscala? Do we go back to whatever Darius Baisley is? He's a legend or something. I'm not going to bring it up. Um, New Balance legend. There you go. New Balance legend. Internship legend. Darius Baisley. Do we go to Eugene Omarui? Like, who knows? Anyway, Kenrich is a good stream option. I think he won't start, but play good minutes. And then we also want to watch the Bronco. Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Um, he was unbelievable against the Hawks. He played 38 minutes in that game. He was dominating. He's played in his last six games, 34, 35, 34, 32, 29, 38 minutes. That is bloody brilliant. I am. I know there are others who are worried about when Robinson Earl returns or when Pokashevsky returns that Williams is going to lose minutes. I am not. I think he's very comfortably the third best player 
very comfortably, and I think his role is secure. I'm not worried about those guys returning really at all. I want to see him be as assertive offensively and defensively as he was against the Hawks. Was that a turning point? Because if it was, then holy shit, the top 70 is probably coming. Well, not probably is is the wrong word. The top 70 has the potential to be achieved if that level of aggression maintains. The likelihood of getting there is not there. Right, but that what I saw in that Thunder game or that, that Hawks game was, it was very interesting. The last game of the night is the Warriors taking on the Toronto Raptors. In Golden State, the Warriors are five and a half point favorites thanks to Fangio. The situation we know so far is that uh, Andre Iguodala is out. Andy Wiggins is questionable again. This bloke and his illnesses, Jesus, he just can't stay healthy, can he? Can't stay healthy at all. Anyway, so he's questionable after missing the last game. While in Toronto, the only injury currently is old mate Delano Banton. Just seeing there's an injury update in Memphis. John Conchar's out. That's been confirmed. And Des Bain is questionable with knee soreness. Uh-oh, that's not good. Um, anyway, back to this game. What I want to watch is the uh, the big sneeze, Precious Achua. Because he came off the bench last game and played 28 minutes. <clears throat> How did he play 28 minutes? Well, they ran basically a seven-man rotation. Seven players played 20 minutes, and then um, one show played 12. That was it. So that was, he was the eighth guy. So sort of an eight, seven and a half man rotation. You're running no guards off the bench is a bold strategy. It worked in that one. Hadn't worked for the games prior. But if a two is getting 28 minutes a night, 12 team points league, people need to pay attention. And category leagues need to pay a little bit of attention. Now, historically, he's been a terrible fantasy contributor for category leagues because of his bad field goals, bad free throws, lack of assists, lack of steals, lack of threes. He's been a guy that can get some rebounds with some blocks. But he is, the last three games have been significantly better. And I'm okay with taking that flyer on him, understanding that that bench roll could be a little bit iffy. He might play 20 minutes, but he might also play 28. I also want to watch the Jedi. OG Ananobi. Where's my sound drop? I've got a lot of things to say about him. Well, not a lot, but I've got a few. I just can't find the sound drop. That is not. Oh, there we go. But what about Scarves? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. A lot of Raptors fans are out on OG, which is very weird. There are some who are very uh, heavily in on him. And you see the, the OG stands on Twitter. Shout out to Emma, who's a, the biggest OG fan in the world. New Zealand legend, Emma. Um, there are a lot of Raptors fans who are out. And they think that the fact that he didn't close the last game means that he's out of here in a trade. Now, uh, he, it's not true. He got poked in the eye. That's why he didn't close the last game. But things have been trending a little bit downwards for Ananobi. I'm not worried at all, but it is a massive opportunity for a buy low, I think. If they trade him, I think it's absolute stupidity, unless they're getting back a gigantic haul and they are re- rebuilding. I think he's an unbelievably good player. But there are weird rumblings around this team. I still think it's a huge buy low for OG, and I want to see what happens in this one. For the Warriors, Dante DiVincenzo played a ton of minutes last game in that small lineup without Wiggins. He played 34 minutes. He's played 34 and 27 the last two games. It's probably not enough to be a 12-team league player. He's probably on the fringes, but with a five-game Friday, if you want to stream someone, Dante is available to be Grego. You can get him in there, especially if Wigo is out. And then I want to watch Johnny Kaminga, who's played 20 minutes in each of the three games since he returned. Now, two of those games, one of them was the one where everyone sat, and the other one was when Wiggins sat. But he also played 25 in the loss against the Nets, which was quite interesting. Now, that was a game where Wiggins was still limited in minutes. Poole played under 30 as well. But Kaminga's found himself in a sizable role. Is there enough there to look at him as a must-roster player? I reckon that's probably going a little bit too far. For 12-team leagues, for sure. But I'd grab him in all 16s, and I would consider him in 14s. But his role is going to be something for us to watch. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fangio. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sportsbook in America 
FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads and player props. And you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. We look ahead Look ahead to the uh, the odds because that um, NFL championship game odds, the Chiefs-Bengals, it keeps changing. We've got back to the Chiefs here as one-point favorites. Who knows what it's going to be tomorrow? But if you think the Bengals are going to win, now's the time to get on them because they're underdogs. If you think the Chiefs are going to win, maybe see if it moves back the other direction. But all of the odds, including the Eagles holding steady as two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Niners, is there on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanjul.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanjul, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's look at streaming. Back-to-back Friday, Saturday, it is hard because there are 11 games on Saturday. So that makes, makes it a hard streaming day. Um, but if you do want to look at a back-to-back, the Wolves, the Magic, and the Raptors play Friday, Saturday combined. So when you're streaming a guy like a Cole Anthony, maybe a Bol Bol, uh, understanding John Isaac's going to sit one of those games um, for the Magic. Um, you look at the Raptors, like Pressure Chua's value is up there. Chris Boucher becomes a stream option if you have the open roster spot on Saturday. If we look just to Friday with five games on, there's a lot more interesting options here. We start with a couple of Milwaukee players, Paddy Connaughton and Grayson Allen. We're assuming, or we're not we're assuming, we know Bobby Portis is out and we're assuming that Middleton is at low minutes. Connaughton was great last game, but dial back our expectations at least 25% on that. But there is some streaming value in him. You've got DiVincenzo. We've got Isaac Okoro. If you're looking for points, uh, sorry, if you're looking for threes and steals, we talked about the value of him in the mailbag show earlier with Zach, and I talked about it on the streaming show yesterday. The three low-volume games in four nights for Okoro makes sense, but of course, by the time you're streaming for Friday, one of those games is already done. Um, you've got Caleb Martin in there as a good streamer. Isaiah Joe, Isaiah? Isaiah Joe, three-point legend. You're going to get two to three threes out of him basically every game. The Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenridge Williams. Even if he doesn't start, I feel pretty comfortable that he can provide 12-team value on a five-game day. And then there's Tyus Jones, who might, especially if Bain is out, Bain is now questionable, Jones looks to be a very interesting stream proposition. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in at least 90% of leagues. Jinglin Joe Ingles is in there. Chris Duarte, who could get a real boost if Neesmith and Nembard are out. Gaz Harris is in there. Johnny Kaminga is a pretty good deep league streamer. Uh, Javon Carter, that's one of the more hit-or-miss ones you'll ever see. Isaiah Williams, Gabe Vincent, and Orlando Robinson for very deep leagues is an option there for us. For points leagues, we've got these guys available in 40% or more of leagues. Kyle Anderson, what are you doing? Please add him. Brandon Clark, let me rephrase it again. Add him, please. Um, the Bronco, Jalen Williams, for fuck's sake. Come on, add him. Sorry, language. Um, add him. Pat Connaughton, Precious Achua, Victor Oladipo, Lugens Dort, and Dylan Brooksy Brooks. Brooks could have some real improved value if Bain is out as well. They are all really good points league guys. If we're looking at just the next four days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, in terms of low-volume streaming, we've got Friday, we've got Sunday, we've got Monday. All of those days are streaming days. Saturday isn't. So is there anyone that really benefits? Well, yes, but no. There's no one who has three low-volume games in four nights, so we don't get that advantage. But we do have a bunch of these players here who have two low-volume days over the next four games, which uh, or two low-volume games over the next four days, actually, that you might be able to add and get use out of. We start with Kyle Anderson. This is the no-brainer, please. Brandon Clark, please. Jalen Williams, please. They are the obvious ones. They need to be added everywhere. Then you've got Grayson Allen with two low volumes in the next four. Victor Oladipo, Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Joe, and Pat Connaughton. 
So names like DiVincenzo and Joe and Connaughton aren't that appealing on a singular game-by-game -game basis. But if you use one waiver ad, you get to use them twice on low-volume days over the next four days, and that might be just the boost you need versus adding someone who might play on Saturday when you don't actually get to play them. So there is a little bit of value in those guys. If we look at the next four days just in totality, even including the 11-game Saturday, which some of you will be able to use for streaming, Kyle Anderson plays three games in four nights. Like, we love this. And you're going to start him anyway. The same you're going to do with Brandon Clark, you're going to do it with Jalen Williams, you're going to do it with Dan Gafford. Those guys are, irrespective of schedule, they're start players who are available in over 40% of leagues who have strong value over the next four days. They're guys to add and use. Then you've got these next three players who will play three games in the next four nights. That It's going to be iffy whether they're useful enough on the Saturday, but the three games in four nights allows some maximization of their talent. So you've got three Magic guys there, Cole Anthony, Bol Bol, and Gary Harris, who again, we talk about it, even if they play 25 minutes, that's 75 minutes with one waiver ad. So you look at all of those guys. Now, assuming you can play them on that Saturday, that might actually be useful for you. And then you've got the big sneeze in there as well, Precious Achua, with three games over the next four nights, getting some value in there. Do you use him on the Saturday? That's going to be up to you to decide, but the schedule is favoring those players. And guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. So yeah.